Welcome to Experience Our Ally at Work. Today I'm speaking with David Cameron, who is an accomplished actor, director and performance coach. David's journey began at NIDA in Australia and he then went on to act, direct, produce and coach across what is and continues to be an outstanding career. David is perhaps the most understated, accomplished person I've ever had the privilege of working with and his capacity to allow people space to be who they are and find ways in the moment to do and be what is required is second to none. I'm really looking forward to speaking to David today and I'm sure he'll have some great gems around experience being his ally. Hi David and welcome to today's program. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And as we commence, I just wanted to ask you if you remember when we first met and did we learn anything? What's your name again? <laughs> we, met, we, met, <laughs> we, we met at Telstra. Oh. And we met, and no, before then, it was, about, it was in your apartment. Okay. In mm-hmm. Richmond. Mm-hmm. Peter Laurie rang me mm-hmm. and said, Rebecca wants to see you. Get over here. <laughs> and I did remember that apartment? I do, I do. Backing on to Punt Road? Yes, yes, it was great. Yeah. I used to sell signage. <laughs> Let's just shoot up Punt Road. It's a local joke. And, I, and that, that's where we first started talking about doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that your memory? Yes, it is. And, uh, and you took it a lot further than I had even envisioned was possible in terms of Telstra and what we were able to do there. Yeah, yeah. And it went Which a lot is... further than I had envisioned because mm. I hadn't envisioned anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was not a new area for me, but my work had mainly been just presentation in the sense of voice, you know, diction, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like stuff, which is very common related to why people deal with people from the theatre. It wasn't actually to do with uh, content and internal story, you know, link to process. It was, I didn't realise until I started doing those documentaries that actually the process that one uses with actors is actually perfectly relevant to use with ordinary people, real people, people in any, in any, in any world. I'd never made that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people don't. You know, when you're dealing with your story, as an actor, you're dealing with a story, but it's someone else's story. You know, you're given the story. In life, you've got your own story, you know? So really, if you're not using it, and comfortable in it and listening and talking from it, then you're going to, you're going to miss connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same as acting, exactly the same in the corporate world or, mm-hmm. or in, you know, business. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that till we did those, a lot of those interviews for Telstra. And I started to get to know this type of people I'd never normally had a lot to do with and started to introduce some techniques and, yeah. So that that um, what you said then about you didn't really envision what it would be before 
it occurred. How I heard that was you were talking about working with what emerged, really. You had no preconceived view, perhaps, of working in that context. You just it had the experience, if you will, and worked very from hard. that point. It's very hard not to have a preconceived view. But you see, again, my training as an actor is the worst thing is a preconceived view. You know, we, we, you know life unfolds moment to moment. Uh, and a scene must live moment to moment. You know, you mentioned continuity before, mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the old Meisner, who was a great teacher, was that life doesn't stop for a scene, you know. Well, I would say life doesn't stop for a corporate presentation. Life doesn't stop for a cost report meeting. Life doesn't stop for anything, you know. But people tend to censor and move into this other thing, this learnt behaviour, and of course, it cuts down the degree to which everyone can connect. Mm-hmm. So it limits the experience for everybody, and they don't quite know why. What do you? What? What's that other thing? So what I'm hearing you speak about is ability to be in the moment, the here and mm. now, in order mm. to really connect. Mm. So where do people go? What's in your experience? What's that other thing? If they're not there, where are they? Well, they're always in the moment. Ironically. You can't be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, in a way, the conundrum of that expression. Be in the moment. Be more in the moment. It's nonsense. Try and be out of the moment. Try and live <laughs> a minute, minute ago. Try and live 10 seconds from now in the future. Absolutely mm-hmm. impossible. However, we're in the moment, yes. But if, we are, if, our, if we're not listening, that is our inner monkey, our inner driver, is giving us a story about what's going on, and, and, and our senses aren't, and there's a lot of stuff in there of approval and what they think of certain people and, you know, power. Well, it's a whole lot of stuff which is just clouding the moment. The moment's always there. It's not like you've got to get rid of that and find the moment. The mo- it couldn't be there without the moment. It is life. You know, if you're alive, you're in the moment. So to open the senses, you know, to get out of the monkey, to, to feel, to smell, to hear, to see, in a way, focuses you back into, the, into where you are. It's a little reminder, you know, because you find, you find you're not looking, you know, you're not listening. You're not actually, you're sitting on an uncomfortable chair and you haven't even noticed, you know, <laughs> or you just cut mm-hmm. your finger and you mm-hmm. didn't know, or your mm-hmm. borrows just leaked all over your hand and you didn't know. You didn't know because you weren't there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so it, 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 it happens in theatre, people cut their fingers off in a sword fight and they don't know till the show's over. Oh, because wow. then often it's adrenaline, yes, but it's also not the great actors are actually living moment to moment. There's a great adage, and it's interesting because when I thought about this discussion, I thought about the great teachers, like the ones that I haven't met, the ones that I read or that I relate to, and then there's the ones that kind of is reinterpreted in me through the people I work with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like there's, there's the influences but they remind a kind. They remain a theory, interpretation. Like, unless your perception shifts, like nothing shifts. And then when your perception shifts, everything shifts. So one has to still interpret and put it through your own mechanism, no matter how great the the learning is, because then it's yours. Because then it's individual. You know, we'll all mm-hmm. interpret it differently. So, David, I know thinking about this being in the moment and taking the theories and embodying them, if you will, in your own practice, which is what I've mm. just heard mm. you mm. say, 
You have a number of roles across your life. So you direct and produce and act and consult. And Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are foregrounded that I know about. Um, What's been your learning of how to work with those multiple roles in terms of this embodiment that you're speaking about? Well, there's initial things that come from my acting and directing that then suddenly became relevant to my coaching, my corporate coaching. Then there were things that in the corporate coaching that started to then reflect back because they're always done at the same time. I'm a freelance person. So, for instance, my two favourite directors when I was studying at NIDA, Jim Sharman and Rex Cramphorn, who went on to be very important directors, you know, I asked Jim when I was starting to direct and he said, you know, you only make one decision as a director, really, and that's casting. It's who you cast. And this has many implications because it's about who do you employ? Mm. It's who do you have on your team? Because so often we employ someone or choose someone, they let us down, then we blame them, which is, of course, absurd because you chose them. <laughs> yes, so, the question is, so the question is, what state are you in when you choose? So unless you are present when you make your choices, then your choices will be not as good as they could be. So you see the choice, the, the choice that is to deal with acting and casting is actually the same thing that, that occurs in a corporate situation. That is to be vertical, to be present, that is connected to the ground and the sky when you're working with people or interviewing people, then you are equal. You both are connected. To be horizontal, that is, to be in the differences, to be, what is she, is he, you know what I mean? To be, mm-hmm. is dangerous because you're focusing on the differences. How is she different? How is he different? And the, in the difference, you know, they say in the differences in heaven and hell lie. Yoga is actually what is the thing that we actually all have in common. And the thing we all have in common is actually, if you want to, you know, physicalize it, is a vertical thing, you know? We're all equal vertically. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not all equal horizontally. It's a way of just staying, and and it's much easier then to see, to hear, to get a sense. Because of course, my other great influence, which is my, Nina Landis, mm-hmm. when I first met her, when I was working, she came back from America, and she'd been studying with Uta Hagen, and her thing was, "Show me what you do, and I'll tell you who you are." Mm-hmm. So it was a behavioural. But in good drama, the words are different than the behaviour. That's what good drama is, because the behaviour is driven by the inner dialogue. And unless we know what our inner dialogue is, unless we, when you're playing a part, you you find the inner dialogue. In your own life, you have all the inner dialogue in the world, from your childhood, from the person, from who you think they are, how they look, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what you've heard about them. Um, Unless you can step out of that and be present, then, of course, behaviorally, they're reading something, you're reading something. You know, it's, a, it's a whole behavioral reading thing that's going on, quite apart from the word spoken. It can be, hi, how are you? Hi, you're great. Well, that was a great interview. Thanks very much. It has nothing to do with actually just as what is happening between the two people. Indeed. You know what I mean? Indeed. What, what is really happening. So taking responsibility for your inner dialogue is part of allowing the present to be. Mm-hmm. And if I... Take what you just said to the world of work in terms of organisations. 
the um, teacher that you named, was it Sharman? Was that who you Jim said? Jim Sharman, yeah. Jim he was Sharman. A director, and a director, he's, yeah. He, he's a director. So he said that, um, you know, really the, the only and main decision is casting. And where my, and I, yes, I applied that to thinking about organisations. And also where that took me was the illusion that we then control people's behaviours. <laughs> so once. Well, yeah, I'll change them. Exactly. You know, once I've cast good. them or recruited them, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it never, you know, it never works, does it? No, never. No. Never, ever, ever works. It never works on any level. It never works. You know, I'd been, I've been forced to cast someone in a TV series who I didn't think was right and they wouldn't go with the person or they'd, and they'd say, no, you'll fix her or fix him. I said, no, I won't. I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I will not. If they're not right now, they won't be right. They won't be right ever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if we're mm-hmm. making the right decision in this moment. And in a way, who is the decision maker? It exactly. comes back further than this. We think, well, I make. What is this mirror house where we see ourselves as the decision maker? Am I making this decision? Who is making this decision? The decision is made. Mm-hmm. So, so one needs to, in a way, step out and take full responsibility by stepping out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than taking full responsibility by trying to control it, that's irresponsible, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you speaking, <laughs> so you're speaking, David, about how we allow the behaviours to emerge or the experiences that we're co-creating to emerge. Yes. Is that, that's the territory you're in. If we are prepared to be in the moment, we can notice and work mm-hmm. with that. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. and, and also because there's connection, mm-hmm. it brings out, we actually see and hear the other person. So it brings out, you know, when someone's really listening or really looking, you change. You change, you know, Rex Cramp on the other director I mm-hmm. mentioned, mm-hmm. thing was the power of the glance. Oh. Now, the power of the glance is really important because I used to find with some directors as an actor, I was like restricted. Mm-hmm. Some directors, I was free and created the best work I ever did. I found in film, it was the same with directors and also with DOPs who are looking through the camera, who are always the first to see a scene. And then I found it, of course, in, in, in corporate and in business where so often people are watching someone or looking at something. And again, it's responsibility for their inner dialogue because in the glance is, oh, 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 God, we shouldn't see that. Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, geez, he looks a bit tired. Has he been drinking? Yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever's been going on. And all that, if the person is sensitive, that's what they're getting. Mm. That's what they're feeling. So basically, rather than I chose you, I'm with you, I love you, I want you to be better than you've ever been, this moment we will never have again, go. You know what I mean? To actually be able to, 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 to be in that, then the person that you're with will achieve things that they couldn't otherwise because there's a connection. Mm-hmm. And then by, and contrapuntally you will too. Mm-hmm. It, it takes off, but it, it's the, it's the power of the glance. We don't have to say a word, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when some people look at you, you feel oh, free. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. When some people yes. look at you, you go, Ooh. <laughs> Well, and I've experienced, I was, I was thinking then about groups because obviously I, you know, my work's in groups and mm, mm. Um, how many signals people are also looking for because of the role you have. So mm. 
you know, you and I think about the inner dialogue. If it's not, if we're not clean and we haven't understood what we're busy doing, perhaps unconsciously, mm. it's like mm. smog. It's like smog. Mm. People can't really see or hear mm. or. And you, you see, know. as an as an actor, you use that smog. Mm-hmm. Because as to make a role interesting, you might be saying, "Hi, good morning. How are you?" Or you might be thinking, "You pack of asshole." You yes. know what I mean? So, yeah. So, so that, that's acting. That's real mm. acting. Otherwise, you're just playing the lines. If you're saying, mm. "Well, hi, how are you all?" or "They're being nice this morning," well, then really, you might as well read it. You're not adding any behaviour because the behaviour comes from my behaviour comes from me saying, "Hi, how are you all this morning?" But actually, thinking, "You pack of assholes." Mm-hmm. Right? In there is the behaviour. Mm-hmm. And, and and everyone feels it. So so what applies to acting applies to people. Sure, because sure. Because it comes from psychology. It's basic psychology. Yeah, it is. It that, is. That's an example of the same thing we were talking about. When you have been leading, so because I I know I've experienced you directing and working with groups, and I know how I've experienced the glance and and how incredible you are at connecting, and then people flourish as a result. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I'm interested in how you work with a team. So you've got the actors and, you know, they're, they're one part, but, but how do you, how have you learned over the years to get the team into this understanding or frame, if you will, David, how have you, what have you learned? Whoever they all are. Oh. You're talking about the crew. The crew. The, no, the people the that crew, the hundred, There's 80 of them out here today. What are they all doing? <laughs> uh, right. um, um, for a start, I'm the hot chip amongst the seagulls. Well, it's the same whether it's a group, as in a crew, or it's a large group of actors in a rehearsal mm-hmm. or, or a group in a corporate workshop. The essence is to, to take away group, mm-hmm. take away team, take away crew. They're a bunch of individuals. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. So, again, in the vertical, mm-hmm. my relationship to each and every one is different. So the more, of course, the more I allow that to be, the more wonderful it is for me and the better it is for them. Because, you know, I'll have somebody in a class who will go to sleep. Oh, and big tired. Going, oh, <laughs> oh that's disgusting. And I, this is so interesting. Yeah, you, you know, do. I, I, I love that. I want to know what they're dreaming. Mm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I relate to them. I don't want to hassle them or embarrass them or, you know, I very rarely throw people out. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you, sometimes on a crew you have to pull, draw the line because there's this thing of captain of the ship and all this kind of stuff. There's a hierarchy. But that's, that's another question. Um, I'm talking about when you're working in, in what is a supportive environment mm-hmm. so basically it's it's simply like an audience rebecca it's that they are all individuals and if you let them if you connect to each an individual person when you're talking to them or just looking at them then of course they all feel a personal relationship to you mm-hmm. they don't feel he's talking to us they feel he's talking to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i am talking to them mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's this whole thing of, so back and forth, I also think it's really good for any group. Something I learned early from Grotowski, who was a Polish director, 
had a great theatre company. I used to do his exercises every day for three hours for a year. Is that all? And Only three hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, the Arts Council paid me. Was, oh, oh, wow. That's what you need. That was in the days when, you know, Whitlam, we had grants. Okay. things artistic rather than, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't go into politics. No, no, please. <laughs> but, but, but what it was there was that you need a discipline, you know. And you know I've talked about this thing with you of, of the two wings that fly, the two, and that comes from a woman called Judith Weston, who was a great, writes a lot of books about directing, and her whole thing is for an actor or anybody in the, in the creative world, these two wings are discipline, mm-hmm. learning, technical things, and this other thing, she calls it grace mm. uh, or the cards life has dealt you. Yeah, indeed. That's where my bring yourself to the role stuff comes, you know. And if, you, if, you, if you're too much in the learned stuff, you're very boring. You know those people, they know everything. Oh, I don't know what you mean, David. No, no mm-hmm. empathy. Then there's the ones that are really, really connected and in touch, but they a day late mm-hmm. or they forgot to send the email mm-hmm. or they didn't or whatever. Now, this, this balance, depending on the job, now, if it's a more technological kind of tech, you know, it, it, it shifts depending on the on the particular needs, but they, mm. when they're balanced for that in that context, that's when things are at their best. And I think there's also that the discipline, I guess, or the grace, if you will, of the meta, you know, being able mm. to, in a way, examine oneself in relation to that and be willing to do the work or reflection that it requires if, if one is out of kilter or uh, things aren't emerging in one's life in the way that, you know. It has to be fun. Oh, you you know, you have to want to do it. It yeah. can't be. And I, think that's, and I think that's what I was getting to. A group discipline is really good. So if you mm-hmm. have a group, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in when we used to do work with really experimental groups, we'd all learn an instrument mm-hmm. or we'd all say, okay, let's learn Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Or we'd all do these exercises every morning. Like we, we'd take on something that we learned together because Grotowski's whole thing was that it's the discipline that allows you to actually do and be and achieve things in his sort of Polish bad translation what, that the average person can't. It's what makes you the leader, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you an edge mm-hmm. where, you can, where you, can, you can drive the group. Mm-hmm. And... The, the irony of this, and I think a very important one, is that many years after I'd worked with him, he was in Sydney, and I went to see him, and his group was rehearsing in the hall, and there was this sad figure sitting outside having a cigarette. And I thought, that's the great Jerzy Krotowski. What on earth is he doing? And I said, excuse me, what's going on? He said, they want to kill me. <laughs> right. The group. Yeah. Yeah. And his thing was, and then he went on to explain that, in fact, they'd reached the point where they needed to kill the leader. This is very Polish, but they needed to, to, to take the next step. And he had to know when that was right and know when it was time to step back and let them take, and which I think is totally relevant to corporate world. It's Absolutely. Totally relevant, totally relevant to, to everything. See, so mm-hmm. it's, the same, it's the same thing to know when to hold them and to know when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. Thing. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah. And, yes. and that's, that, that, that's about being vertical, being present. That's mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The, the choice, it isn't your choice. You aren't the choice maker. You know. Mm-hmm. You, 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 rather than miss it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and also, 
Absolutely. And also if I'm thinking about um, leading, I guess the, the non-attachment, if you will, to the ego of dependence, like they Mm -hmm. are dependent on me, therefore Mm. I need Mm. to stay. And even if that's, Mm quite Mm. destructive or, Mm. um, you know, the notion that the leader is the upper limit of Mm. that Mm. unfolding. Mm. Um, They may not be in reality Mm. in terms of the group, but the belief that they are, if you will. And he was able to, that's incredible that he was able to be in touch with that. A great man. And I see it also was necessary because it was a very old, sort of European structure of leader and follower. I mean, sure. if, you're in a situa- if you're in a situation, a more contemporary situation where it's more equal from the start, mm-hmm. where you're not actually playing that role, mm-hmm. mind you, you know yourself, we're often playing that role even though we say we're not. Oh, you know what I mean? We're, hierarchies we're, we're, in the mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we pretend to be we're all equal, but yeah. some are more equal than others. You know, Absolutely. it's like, yeah. um, so it's, it's important to call that out. It's important to be fearless. I, I got a bit of fearlessness from you. You taught me a lot too, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, it's not about the how, it's about the why. Mm. You know, I got there very importantly from you. And I used to folk think about that a lot because particularly when you take it back into theater, and television, the how become uh, how becomes very important. You know what I mean? The outcome, the sure. product, yeah, 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 rather than the process. I was always process oriented, but I was always in when I was working commercially. There's always this force, the drive, mm. the drive, the push. You know, it's, so that, that 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 simple, you know, of of why equals how. It, it, it makes it it has it has the effect of making you just that question makes you fearless. You know what I mean? Because you don't get caught up in the outcome. Therefore, mm-hmm. failure, mm-hmm. success and failure. You, you pull back from that. So, yeah, that's mm. another thing I learned <laughs> from you. <laughs> you know, well, you know, there you I, go. Well, and you know Peter Laurie, my dear I old do, friend indeed. Peter. Yes. I still talk to Peter a lot because it's interesting when you send out the blurb for this and you talked about failures mm. and regrets. I have a few. <laughs> um, um, and, I, and because there was a period about, and it's isolation. You're talking about isolation. Mm. Well into this isolation, this COVID isolation, I got depressed. And it's like, mm. I don't normally get depressed. And I started thinking about, oh, God, why didn't I do that? Why did I make that decision? What is, stu- you know, th- this sort of stuff, replaying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one in particular where I had a big, awards and this big TV series that was going to England and this big agent said, why don't you come with me? We'll go to England. You know, it'll blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I was busy. I had a baby. I was, you know, spending most of my day meditating, doing yoga and had a little, I I said, you know, it was too much. I can't be bothered. It was too hard. And, and and so I'm going through this COVID thing a month or two ago going, what a a stupid decision to make. Right, and I, and I and I spoke to Peter. I rang Peter and said, "Peter, you've got to help me with this. I can't mm. get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like me." And he said, "Well, it's very simple. You've just forgotten the context, right?" And it just was, oh, of course, because of course, in this context, it's like, oh my God, you're an idiot. When I actually take it back into context, where I was, who I was, living where I was, with my baby, doing my yoga having what I thought was a perfect life at a farm, growing vegetables, you know, like working, but, but living, you know, why would I get on this treadmill and go to England on my own and leave everything? 
on a, mm-hmm. on a punt, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as soon as I put it back into context, I saw why I made that choice and I felt good about it again. Sure. I thought it was really instructive because I was, I was, I'd taken it just out of context. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why, why do you think it emerged? Aging. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Aging, isolation, you know? Uh, and it's interesting because at my age, there's lots of actors and stuff that I grew up with and work with. Some are household names, some are dead, uh, some are, have awful lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Some are like, there's no guarantee of anything. You know what no. I mean? Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah. You just don't know where people are going to end up. So, so I just thought that was important. The link I make is to the uh, notion of what we, if we are centred and present, mm. as it sounds mm. like you were to that decision mm. and yeah, in absolutely. that context, uh, we can see what we're really in. We can see uh, signals and what's emerging and we can see the forks in the road. We can see the parallel worlds mm, if we mm, take one. But mm. if we're, so it sounds like you were present to that. So um, 40 years later, when a regret yeah. comes up, yeah, of course it comes back because the memory, you experience the memory in the present. Indeed. Yes. It's not like, an, where does it live? Yeah. The, the, the you know, it's the, uh, uh, the, the light. The laser is shone through the protein pieces in the brain and the, whatever it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the memory is there. So, but I had the memory, but I didn't have the context in the in this now, yeah. my now. Yeah, in a in a context <laughs> that is uh, potentially grappling. Like if I take the broader community context, grappling with winning and losing. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, we're not immune yes. from the no. broader context that we're in. And if we, we have to be able to stay aware of that, otherwise we can be tossed around by what isn't ours. We have some part in, but it's not completely our story. No. Mm. So using, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think of, you know, that thing I talk about often, which when I first got that concept with Michelangelo, that the sculpture was in the stone, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I'm not this great sculptor who just, you know, it's not my sculpture. No. He just took away what was in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't build up a lot of tricks to present something that was, wow, he's so good. He just removed the unnecessary and it that was always there revealed itself. So that metaphor Again, is it, you know, it's a it's the metaphor a metaphor which is like an influencer, and it's a mind, it's an idea, it's a concept. But then, if I if I actually really imbibe it, then my perception shifts, and then it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mine mm-hmm. right now. It's not it's not a, a a theory. Theory, no. It's actually mine now because I've seen I see it in action in the present. Um, and that's what I mean by a lot of the influence, some, uh, every influence you get, I think it's not really yours until you, because you know, there's people who've got a lot of stuff and a lot of theories, a lot of book learning, a lot of, you know, ways to do things. And may have boring. encountered, <laughs> may have encountered a few along boring. the <laughs> But when, you know, when something is imbibed um, and of course you want, you want, it's like that thing of light, your flame from my flame, that old uh, Ayurvedic thing, because 
in a, in a, in a group or a session or a workshop, again, you don't want to add some cookie cutter, you know, thing. No, no. What's this called? They say, what do you, what do you, I don't know, what are you, what would you call it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Each person as indeed, not the group, each person again, should not only experience you and the work, but also come out of it with their own learning. Even if that learning is, I don't, I don't think this is, that bit didn't work for me. This bit did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because it's also, it's also cumulative like that too. It's not everything. So you're saying if we think about the um, why we even connected around today is about how experience is our ally. Really, that's that's what I'm interested in during this series. Yeah. And what yeah. what you what I'm hearing you say about it, David, is that it's it's not the theory. It's not even watching someone else embody what's happening it's when we're able to experience something try something Mm. um, when it becomes ours we can Mm. then really work with what is is what i've heard i would say it only becomes ours Mm -hmm. when there's connection and there's only connection when the parties are comfortably present Mm -hmm. and their Mm -hmm. senses are open Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Then she, it's given, I mean, in Indian terms, it's given a female uh, gender. She, she enters, that is inspiration, you know, mm-hmm. that is creativity. She will come, she won't come where she's not wanted. Mm-hmm. She won't come where the mind is in control or the mm-hmm. embarrassed. Once there is connection and humanity and love, then she, she will enter. You know, there's a very simple kind of, it's a little bit, Ubly but it's it works in practice in a practical sense, and then then, well then it, it in a way it's going to be what it's going to be. You mm. know, I, I, it's funny when I go to a workshop because I do a certain amount of thinking, but it's so much reliant on who's there, and the building, oh, of course, yeah, where I am, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't this. I don't have something I do. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. What? You uh, don't get your 20 slides out and run through them? Oh, come no. on. No, I've got them down <laughs> to 18. People are bored. Um, um, but, you know, that still goes on, Rebecca. But that's the why. So if you're clear on the why yeah. that we were speaking about before, you can then work with what's in the room and what's emerging, uh, which isn't how we're – it's not how institutions approach learning and training and the like, David. So it's, it's still very countercultural what you're speaking about in my experience. Well, I suppose it is, you see, because I, I don't work for many people in the corporate world because most of them wouldn't be able to handle it, I, I suppose. I mean, after I, we did all those Telstra documentaries, hmm. um, a few other people approached me, but then there was this, oh, could you make sure you show the trucks? Like, or you know what I mean? There was uh, always this. There was an agenda. It wasn't about yeah. humanity. Dig into the people. Find out about. Find out what what we are all colluding. What is the secret? You know what I mean? What is the? Mm. There's always that secret that everyone's colluding, which kind of props up the organisation, but also puts the ceiling on it. Yeah. And as soon as you see that secret, but you're talking about that. you're talking about the unspoken known. Yeah. What everyone knows but isn't prepared Everybody. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless you actually speak it and speak it with love and open the co- connection for that to be talked about, mm-hmm. then, of course, nothing can be done 
but falsity, mm. but more layers of presentation of, of lies, of trickery, of you know what I mean? Mm-mm, I do. Stuff, stuff, mm, stuff, mm, stuff. Mm, you know? mm, 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 um, and 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 most people, it's happened on every level. I did a whole terrific range of ads for Meyer and Grace Brothers at one point, and they were groundbreaking. And we just improvised in oh, lovely. in Myers and for a couple of nights running, and and just shot it, shot it, and improvised and made it up. And our only premise was he. He took his girlfriend shopping and he was colorblind. That was it. That was the script. Yeah, that was. The, I, I was working with someone who I used to love working with. We just made That's it up as we went along. But in those days, you could because uh, they'd approve the budget. I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and, and they were fantastic ads because they were mm-hmm. very free. Daisy, my daughter, was in one. Um, mm-hmm. And they were free and improvised and beautiful moments. Um, and because the last line, which was, she says, he says, well, you know, have we forgotten anything? And she just says, you know, me. You know, which was just such a beautiful end. And it all came out of these great actors improvising. Well, of course, everybody wanted these ads, but they kept trying to hire me, but they give me a script and said, like, I know that, but why do they, can you just show the stitching on the trousers? And uh, said, hang on. Hang on. Yep. No, no, yep. no, no, you can't. You can't show the stitching on the trousers and make, so it was a, it was a positioning ad. Um, but this is what happens with everything where you work in this way. People love it because they get a, a buzz, they hear about it, they love it. And then they, they want it to serve their agenda. Mm. But mm-hmm. it can't. It can't no. serve any agenda. All it can serve is humanity and truth. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and if you want that, you don't, you, you've got to take the journey. And so, therefore, I don't do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the work I do, I love, you know. And, and David, that's, that's probably um, a, a good final question. What in your various roles is bringing you joy these days in your experiences? Like where, where, do, where do you feel most connected or most aligned with the vertical, if you will? Mm. Well, all the time, but I try to feel that all the time. But, look, it's pretty ordinary. It's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and their lives and their, I got a text the other day from my eldest, 15. Oh, OMG, I didn't know you were in Mad Max. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> They're just starting to look at career and stuff and realise that their parents and their grandparents actually also did stuff mm. and do stuff. You and do I mean? stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's so interesting. Um, they're not just support mechanisms, um, loving support <laughs> mechanisms. Um, so that's a big part. And of course, really uh, classes, teaching, lecturing. I don't, I haven't directed anything for a while. I still do a lot of radio work. Um, studios are shut at the moment, but you know, I do a bit at home here, but I, you know, it'll come back, but I do like one-on-ones and I, I, I still like classes. I mm-hmm. do some, some, some corporate work at the um, Catholic university, which is great. And that's a, they're a great institution because they're, I mean, they're Catholic, but not all of them are. But again, they're open to looking at this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they're not grinding to a, to, a, to a product or to an outcome or a KPI. They're actually happy to investigate the human condition. And I do ongoing work with them. Um, 
and uh, ongoing drama schools and, and directing schools around. I do sessions with, well, basically it's always a, for as long as they can afford me mm-hmm. because sure. they're not, they, they, they aren't rich schools. No, you know? no, I do. I do. It's just, my life's always Robin Hood. It's always from the rich to the, you know, and you know, I, sometimes I can't charge actors. I couldn't charge them. I, I just couldn't charge them what I charge in a corporate, you know, no, no. Yeah. And so yeah. That, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. It used to worry me a bit, but I'm fine to just, you know, a figure shows up. Yeah. 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 It, it works itself out. Yeah. The resources um, turn up. I always say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John Rowland, do you remember John? I do. He was wonderful. He taught me so much when we worked together. Um, mm-hmm. I remember he's like, if, if you don't inspect it, it isn't, which I think came through him or came from, so I can't remember. It's like mm. that thing of blame, you know, of like not, I, I, that became very important to me. I took it back into directing because into the, in directing, you know, you're out then, of course, you know, the forklift doesn't turn up. Or yeah, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they haven't I think the, the line was, he used to say, uh, inspect what you expect. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's similar. Yeah. So, it's so, similar. That, uh, that was the line. I, well, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I, you well, see? <laughs> therefore, I used to work harder because I knew I had to inspect and I had to make sure for me yeah. that everything was there, that everything was ready to shoot, that the cast were right, the, you know, the, the art direction, mm-hmm. the, the, the stuff, the location, um, mm-hmm. rather than leave it to somebody. Yeah. Um, and often, see, that wasn't a situation where I had cast them. If I was setting up a series and I could cast them, I had more, I could let that happen. But when you go in as a hired hand, a lot of the people are cast by somebody else. Yeah. So you've often got non-sympathetic groups of people, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you, you, because you, you've come in. So yeah. that's a different thing. You then have to really, really work at allowing them to be better than they yeah. think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they become. Of course. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. David, thank you so much for taking the time today. As always, I always enjoy having a chat to you and with you. And um, well, I enjoyed it too, and I hope you've got something there. There is, right here. <laughs> well, the main thing is it's nice to catch up with you. It's a great excuse. <laughs>